Welcome back to the Darwinian Times Survival of the Nimblest, a podcast by Ularity. I'm Mary Hanula, the Director of Marketing, and I'm so happy you're here. This podcast is the intersection of marketing and tech, bringing you exclusive insights and conversations with some of the world's most revolutionary leaders. We talk all things automation, innovation, and even lifestyle. We're big on balancing brilliance and also being authentic. I'm guessing if you're here, then you're probably on the same wavelength too. So sit back, relax, and get inspired. Talk soon. Welcome back to the show, guys. Today we have one of my favorite people here, Bridget Rawls, the VP of Digital Marketing for Buzz Franchise Brands. Hi, how's it going, Mary? It's going well. We're so happy you're here. Me too. This is so fun. Amazing. No, we're excited. I think it's going to be a really good conversation and people will get both best practices and insights. And I'm excited to talk about Buzz Franchise Brands. For those that are listening, can you give us a little information on what the brands are? Yeah. So Buzz Franchise Brands as a whole is a multi-brand franchisor um, that started 10 years ago. Um, we actually just celebrated our 10 year anniversary this past summer. So it was really exciting. So I saw a little over 10 years at this point. Um, but we are so multi-brand franchisor and we have four leading service brands. Um, so under our umbrella, we have Pool Scouts, which is our residential pool cleaning franchise concept. Home Clean Heroes, our residential home cleaning concept. British Swim School, which is our, um, you know, we teach kids how to swim, actually people of all ages, but that's really fun. Um, also for service-based and then Grand Illuminations, which is our newest brand that we launched this past fall, um, which is a premier residential um, holiday lighting company. So it's a lot of fun. No two days are the same. It's been really great um, being able to, to be a part of the growth here. That's awesome. No, I think those brands really make a good fit. And I would love to talk more about why those brands specifically? You talked about there's swim schools, there's Grand Illumination. So what brought them together? Yeah. So when Buzz Franchise Brands was born, you know, our flagship brand, you know, our first brand that we launched um, was Mosquito Joe. So Mosquito Joe is, I'm sure you're familiar, they're now owned by Neighborly, but it was a, you know, mosquito, mosquito spray treatment, right? So amazing brand that had really grown, um, but of course, service-based. So, you know, I think that was really the intention of continuing to build out our umbrella and and have these kind of service-based businesses, not only because it gives owners, you know, more flexibility, you know, they can, you know, run a lot of these businesses from home and, and highly scalable, but they're also relatively low investment. When you look at other concepts, like we're much more, um, you know, cost-effective to invest into than like a McDonald's or another brick and mortar location. So, so that service-based element is really what ties, you know, all of all four of them together, which is amazing. I think it's great to have that mix and to hear about how you guys started and how you're doing now. Yes. Tell me what what is it like having a multi-portfolio marketing strategy? Um, it is busy, but it's really fun. So we have, I think, a really great structure in terms of our marketing teams and um, strategies to make sure that, you know, all brands are getting the right support, um, but also really being able to kind of key in on those, you know, subject matter experts. So 
For each four of the brands, we have dedicated brand marketing teams um, that are solely dedicated to, you know, those brands, Blue Scouts, British One School, Home Clean Heroes, and Grand Eliminations. And then also under the Buzz Franchise Brands umbrella, we have um, what we call our shared services marketing team, which I'm a part of. So our digital marketing department, which I oversee, our direct mail team, and our creative team also, you know, plays a part in that support and marketing strategy for each of the bra- those brands, right? So it's really great because all of those verticals are a little bit more nuanced than I think a typical, you know, marketer would hone in on. I think, you know, again, we know marketers know so many things, but having those people to be solely dedicated to digital creative, you know, that sort of things is it was really important. And then also leverages those abilities to also be able to support our biggest brands and our smallest brands. Because if we had, you know, one small brand or a company had one small brand, I don't know if it would be as cost effective to have an, an, a whole in-house digital team, right? So we're really able to kind of knowledge share and pull those resources <clears throat> across all of those brands and teams, which has been, it's been great. That's really interesting. And I love what you said about the fact that There are departments and there are teams that work solely on digital or creative. Mm -hmm. And what does that look like being able to connect this strategy from the corporate team to the franchisees? The buzz approach, and I think it's absolutely the right approach, is a multi-pronged marketing approach. So, you know, as we know, no one thing, right, is going to be the silver bullet in marketing. I think if any of us had figured that out, we would be very wealthy. It's really important to not only kind of, you know, evangelize that thought process internally, but also down to the franchisees. So that's also another reason why we've built out the programs the way that we have, so that with those, that support and that guidance is already in place from day one. So a really strong digital presence, a really smart and effective targeted, you know, um, direct mail strategy, obviously creative assets to bring all of that to life. And then a really important kind of local marketing strategy, you know, our, like I mentioned, our brands are service-based and they're not the typical brick and mortar concepts with drive-by traffic and, you know, people walking in and out, you know, British Home School is obviously kind of on the small exception of that, given their various locations, but Having all of those touch points, especially for a local business owner, is is super crucial. Um, so everything that we do from training to meet the team day to conversations in their first year, second year, third year are all about that, you know, that marketing mix and creating that surround sound for our brand, both at the national level. And we do support that as well as, you know, at each um, franchisee's local level as well. Loved all of that. I mean, the perfect <laughs> I do think it's true. If there was a silver bullet, we would all be wealthy. We'd be great. But it is a day in and day out kind of process. I don't want to say battle. It's it's great. But yeah, yeah, you got to work at it. And I think one thing that makes you guys stand out from the rest, too, is the idea, like you said, your service based brands and you are marketing a service, not a product. And I think there's a huge thing to be said about service brands and the effect that they have on their clients. What do you think sets them apart from the rest service versus product? Yeah. I mean, I think the coolest thing about, you know, service brands and especially ours, but you know, I'm a little biased is really what we can bring and give back to the customer. So for instance, with pool scouts and home clean heroes, right. We're giving back the Um, gift of time. Like people don't want to spend their time on the weekends cleaning or figuring out how to take care of their pool. 
you just, you don't want to do that. We're busy. We're on the go so much. Um, and I think it's all become so important to, you know, spend your time wisely and really do things that you enjoy. So being able to kind of give back that, that gift of time and provide that kind of relief for, um, our customers is, is really great. And then I think with our brands like, um, British swim school and grand eliminations that kind of takes it in a different angle, right? So with British swim school, we're survival based. Our entire curriculum is survival based swim lessons. So I don't think there's anything more rewarding than, you know, hearing about, you know, a story down the road where, you know, some child, you know, we, we taught them how to swim and it saved their life, right? Like that's our entire approach with that brand. And so again, I think it gives that longer lasting satisfaction and give back to the customer versus, you know, an awesome hamburger or something. And then with green eliminations too, right? It's kind of giving that um, gift of time, but also kind of spreading joy, right? It's Christmas, it's holidays, we're putting up these amazing lights, we're really making a statement in neighborhoods and, um, you know, being show stopping for those for those homes. So again, I really do think there's something to be said for an experience and a feeling versus, you know, just kind of that product, if you will. Sorry, just the thought of Grand Illuminations and Christmas time makes me honest. I am the biggest Christmas buff. And I had a family friend who used Grand Illuminations and they loved it. Really? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I'm so excited. That's so great. You talk about giving people back their time. Uh How do you guys give franchisees back their time in terms of marketing strategies? I mean, they own a business and they do it because it's about the business and that approach that it's not like they were born marketers. So what does that look like? Yes. Really good question. I mean, I think we see it a lot, you know, when franchise candidates come through our door and, you know, we're doing the marketing session and they're just like deer in headlights because they've never done this before. Right. It's, it's, it's kind of overload. And, you know, what also sets broad franchise brands apart is that, because we, um, you know, have seen the success with our marketing programs, we have requirements and we have these programs and, you know, it's part of, you know, coming on board as a, as a franchisee, but we would be remiss not to then back that up with support, right. And actual things in place. So, you know, efforts like direct mail, digital, you know, and some of our other kind of external partners and support levels are really managed highly by our team. So they don't have to worry about making a change on their website or figuring out how to create a social media ad. Like all of that is part of what we do for them. So they can really focus their time on running the business, but also really the focus on the marketing side is making sure that they're spending their time doing those local marketing activities and being boots on the ground, right? We can't be everywhere, unfortunately, where our franchisees are. I think that would be, it's truly impossible. Really empowering them to get in front of those communities, join those chambers of commerce or, you know, participating in events. And again, all of those types of things are heavily guided and supported by our brand marketing teams, but they're really the ones that are making that happen. So giving them the kind of focus and not assignment, but again, kind of focus in terms of what they should be executing at the local level, knowing that these other things are being taken care of in collaboration with them, but again, mostly handled by us. I think really creates more opportunities to, you know, make that local impact. And then of course, then, you know, focus on the business as a whole. That was the perfect answer. And I <laughs> even mentioned chambers of commerce and there's things yeah. that people just don't think of unless they have the suggestion or the advice or anything. So yeah. Yes. 
Yeah, there are resources upon resources. I mean, one of our brands just launched with Home Clean Heroes launched our like local marketing quarterly playbook and it's broken down week by week and, you know, little things that they can be doing and, you know, estimated time it's going to take just little things that I think are easy to forget in the day to day of, of running your own business, right? Like reaching out to realtors or um, doing research, you know, what local home shows are in the area. So all of that stuff, again, we we try to make it not easy, but accessible, right? We know it's going to take their time and, you know, effort to execute these things. So as much as we can provide that guidance and provide those resources, it's only going to position us better. We really are more successful when they are successful. That really, it's the same thing for us, obviously. That's really where we put that, why we put that focus on that piece as well. Love that you said not easy, but accessible. You're not diminishing at all what they're doing. And you're not sound like it's very hard. It is hard. It is hard. And I think that's, that's what every brand corporate team or whatever you want to call their leadership team wishes is they're not trying to step on toes. They're trying to help and be the resource that their franchisees need. Yeah. We're the guide, you know, we've got the, you know, proven model really, we're just trying to impart our wisdom and our guidance on our franchisees so that they can really live up to their full potential with their, with their businesses. So, and it really is so fun to be able to watch that too and be a part of it, obviously. Yeah. And how has technology come into all of this? Do you guys have partners that you use or have there been trends that you've really jumped on and seen a really good success rate? Yeah. I mean, obviously we have some really great partners that we've been lucky to work with. Um, You know, we're exploring some new, new things as well, you know, looking at some marketing text automation, which we're really excited about. I think there's a lot of ways we can kind of apply that across our brands. I think with digital specifically, you know, you can't avoid this, but I mean, all of the push towards first party data, right? So, you know, that's going to happen. That's really these third party cookies and, you know, information are really going to go by the wayside eventually. So making sure that we're smart on that and being able to leverage um, the information that we already have to then kind of go out and conquest people, um, you know, that look like our customers. So I think that's really been the biggest thing over the last year that we've you know, from the digital side that we've really put such a big emphasis on. I'm really excited about it. I think there's a lot of opportunity to, you know, leverage that in different ways, but always thinking about how our different technology partners, vendor partners, and what we're doing internally can all kind of work together better, make it like a seamless process. So we're not all siloed. And it's like, well, I didn't know you were doing this thing, or I wouldn't have done it this way, right? That we don't want that to happen. So communication is key and really figuring out the best way to do that has been our um, really helpful way to make that happen. Yeah, no, I I think it's important to also note that when you suggest a new piece, whether it's technology or text automation, it's really common for a business owner, a location owner to be like, well, I don't need that, or I don't know. Uh I don't want to do this. It's adding on time. So when you find yourself in those conversations, what what do those look like if a franchisee is hesitant to adopt something? What, mm-hmm. what, how is it remedied, I guess? That's a really good question. I think the the biggest thing that we would respond with is the data. So for instance, you know, our marketing automation with, with texting that, you know, we've been kind of foring into, we just did a pilot. Um, we're really excited about that. Based on the information, it really is a clear indicator that it can, you know, increase our conversion rate by X percent and meaning X amount of dollars, right? Like that's really hard to, that's hard to dispute. So that's 
really clear. And then also just illustrating the different ways that a certain tool could be useful to them. So I think there are some things that, you know, seem like it could only do one, but really could do more, right? So this, you know, marketing text automation, not only is it upping conversion, but it's also saving time on their customer services teams, right? They can, you know, focus on other things, gives them a little bit of levity. It's happening more automatically versus kind of manual. Um, So being able to, you know, make that case, um, with that information from the jump is important. So having the right amount of info to share based on past experiences, literature, making ourselves available. If it's a you know vendor partner, making them available, everything to kind of really have our kind of rollout toolbox, if you will, to be able to make sure that you know any question that they would have would be answered. And then of course, you know, there could be one-off things, but that's really how we would approach it. Right. No, that makes sense. And I think it's also important to make sure you are relying on the data and yes. that it's explained in digestible terms. Mm-hmm. No one's born knowing how to dissect it, but it does. Data doesn't lie. It, and data doesn't lie. That's the truth. And it's really important to bring that to the forefront and make sure franchisees understand that yes. this isn't being done in spite of anything. It's being I done. I totally agree. Yeah. I totally agree. It's so true. So also another question that I had for you is franchising itself. What are the advantages of it as a whole? Oh my gosh. Well, there are so many advantages. Again, I think I'm a little biased, but I think the biggest thing that, you know, I've been able to see firsthand and being here for a little over six years now um, has been seeing people, sounds cheesy, but it's true. Achieve the dream of business ownership, right? Without having the stress of having to figure out every single part of that business themselves. So, you know, you come into, um, you know, a buzz brand, you've got a core marketing support team, you've got operations and coaching, you've got financial tools, you've got partners for payroll and taxes and all of this stuff that I feel like would be so daunting for someone to figure out on their own. And we hear that all the time, right? So, you know, sometimes candidates will come in and they're like, well, I was really, you know, I really wanted to own my own business. I didn't really know what it was. And then I started to look and buzz. And then I understood like why franchising is so great. Or, you know, we'll have people come in every now and then who are like, well, I really was interested in, you know, a pool cleaning business or a home cleaning business, but then realized all of it, all of what it took to start that. So again, having franchising in place, we're giving you the blueprint, we're giving you the guideline. And that has been, it's been so fun to watch truly and continues to be so rewarding, I think. Are there any success stories that pop into your mind or automatically come to you that you could share? Oh my gosh, that's such a good question. There are so many, truly. I think one of our one of our first franchisees from Mosquito Joe, again, we, that was a brand we started with um, and they were acquired in 2018 by Neighborly. But I worked really closely with um, you know the franchisees in mind and they were recently able to retire in Florida. They have a boat. They're living the dream, right? I mean, they've just been able to kind of create this life for themselves that they always wanted and always envisioned. And obviously like any type of, you know, business ownership opportunity, it's risky, right? I mean, a lot of, you know, our franchisees are leveraging 
different types of financial aspects to be able to make this happen, loans, right? There's all of these different types and opportunities to get into franchising. So when you hear about stories like that, or, you know, you see a franchisee, for instance, another one that I'm thinking of, um, one of our franchisees in Dallas now owns like six plus territories, right? So it's just so cool to see see them go from, um, you know, really zero to 60 and then begin like, you know, our million dollar club as well. So just a lot of, a lot of ones, honestly, we could be here all day, but those are a couple of that that stick out to me. That's amazing. And I think it's just so pure to be working with these people from the get-go, you know, their story and if there are yeah. any struggles along the way, and then you see like the people who are now in Florida, I think it just shows not only the success of quality relationships, the success of the brand, but their success overall. And that's yes. quality of life. I mean, so many people come in here and they're like, you know, have been working a corporate job for years and years and years. And, you know, maybe there's upward mobility, but it's not the type of freedom that they would want to experience. And they, a lot of people we also hear want to leave a legacy for their children. And, um, you know, we've seen a lot of that, especially more often with, you know, families coming into this together and, you know, really making it clear that they're doing this for their kids or they're doing this for their spouse or partner. It's, it's really, it's really cool to see people kind of not only think about, you know, obviously all of the benefits of franchising and and all of that, um, but think even further down the road of, of what this could mean for, you know, their loved ones. So well, we're just really had it, touching on the heartstrings today. I know. I'm, I love the sappiness. I, I really think Me too. it goes beyond, it goes beyond the discussion of, oh, well, like, here's why they got into it. it, it once you know and hear about the effects, because I feel like a lot of people talk about, here's why I got into it. And then you just know that they do yeah. it. That's, that's a done deal. Yeah. But long-term is something you don't hear about as often. And so I think hearing the outcomes and the inspiration makes it just really, really a great story and a great reason why people should be in business for themselves and for their families and for yes. life. quality of life is everything. Yes. For themselves, but not by themselves. That's what we like to say. Yes. Love that. I love yeah. that. As a fellow digital marketer on a, on a little bit of a different note. Okay. What have been some of your saving graces for your brand communication or trends that you've implemented and you just think are the neatest thing? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, there's so many things because, I mean, the digital landscape changes so much. I think for us, this isn't like a sexy answer, but we obviously know that GA4, right, is coming down the pipe, July 1st, people, if you don't know that yet. And Universal, you know, Google Google Analytics Universal is going to be sunsetted. So, you know, this was obviously something that we've all been aware of. I think it's been kind of a big piece of anxiety for a lot of people, a lot of digital marketers, right? It's going to kind of change the way that we look at data. So, you know, starting last summer, we really committed our ourselves and our team to get smart on it. So we were um, you did all the training modules that were available. And then we actually, you know, set up everything across all of our websites, across all of our, you know, views and profiles in GA4. So that when we get to this point, we will have historical data and then we will also, you know, be smart on it because not only are we going to have to like adapt to it internally, right. Which is going to be a whole other, a whole other thing, but we have to internally educate to our other teams and then also down to the franchisees. So they're really going to be looking to us as, you know, the subject matter experts. And so 
That's just one example of that. Again, not a sexy answer. It's no, I mean, you know, for those that don't know what that is, can you give kind of a quick summary? Yeah. So um, Google Analytics 4 is, you know, a new version of Google Analytics that is rolling out on July 1st. So I think for the last 10 years plus, I don't know, we've been using, we've all been using Google Analytics Universal or Universal Google Analytics. That's everything. That's everything that we're kind of aware of, right? So this new approach is really kind of responding to different kind of privacy concerns and just the way that we are reporting on data is just going to inherently change. And so I think it's really important to be prepared for that. You know, of course, not every franchise or company has an internal, you know, digital marketing team. So don't be afraid to rely on your, your vendor partners, um, really anyone in the space. We still do too. This is not something that we've just been able to like do siloed on our own. We've really been kind of pulling tidbits from, you know, all of our smart industry partners, but it's, it's going to be, it's an inevitable. So it's definitely something to be, to be prepared for. And that's not a scary one. I think it's going to be exciting. It's just going to be a new, just a new foray into a different type of, you know, digital reporting that will, we will all get super familiar with eventually. Right. No, and it, it shouldn't scare anyone. If anything, wow. I completely understand the anxiety surrounding it, but I do suggest people, like you're saying, there's so many steps you can take in preparation, like how you yeah. Your internal team, you did all the training modules offered. So at least like there's things to not go into it blind. For sure. It offers a really good way to be like, okay, well, here's what we were doing in the past. Here's what we should be doing now. And here's what we need to look out for and kind of. Yeah. Everyone's resources. Yeah. I actually, I thought of one other technology piece that's been a saving grace. This is, this is a little bit more fun. Very timely. I think for conversations happening, chat GPT. Oh, are you familiar? Yeah. No. Anyone does Chat GPT. It's. I don't know what they're doing. They're not in digital. Clearly, Chat GPT has been so helpful for us. You know, we do we do internal SEO. We do in-house SEO for for all of our franchisees. So just being able to go into a platform, this platform, and you know, type in a quick prompt or, you know, just kind of create an outline for a blog post or um, just kind of rephrase something just makes our processes so much more efficient and makes us just smarter in the way that we can kind of think about content creation. Um, I think obviously there's a lot of, um, you know, news pickups and um, warnings against like, you never want to take every, anything, just kind of copy and paste from GPT, chat GPT. We definitely don't do that, but really letting it do some of that kind of prep work for you um, has been huge. And our team has been obsessed with it, truly. I think every team, and even if you're not a team, if you're just a person anywhere has been- Anywhere. Obsessed. It can be used for Anything. so much. And the benefits for content creation, as long as it's used wisely and strategically. As long as it's used wisely. Yeah, that's that's the thing. We're like, okay, well, but also like, let's-, let's Yeah, let's, yeah. Like we don't want it to look like a robot wrote this, right? So- hey, Yeah. <laughs> Right, exactly. So it's kind of like, I, I think that's huge. And if people don't know about it, there, there's just no way. So I know it's really cool. So I think we'll, we'll all start to learn even more about it, but I know it's definitely been a timely top topic. Tool. Absolutely. Absolutely. And last question for you, what is a piece of advice or a few, whatever you're feeling that you have for other marketers that could be starting out, that could be now, What's something you wish you could tell yourself? Oh gosh, that's a good one. I think the biggest thing, I think there are a couple of things, right? So 
I'm so lucky to work with such smart people. I mean, everyone at Buzz Franchise Brands is incredibly, incredibly smart. Our digital team and our marketing team specifically, I think everyone has their own strengths and their own experiences they can bring. And just continuing to really pull on those experiences, be able to understand how to implement different, you know, past strategies or tests and never be afraid to try things. But I think that being said, always use data to make those decisions. We've kind of talked about that before. You know, I think with with marketing, others outside of our um, industry, right, are like, oh, well, that looks pretty. You should do that. And like, well, why would we do that without knowing why we would change it and what what kind of, you know, direction we should take? So I think that's really been something that has sunk in even more for me over the last few years, especially as we continue to add brands to our umbrella, right? So not everything that's going to work for one brand is going to work for another brand, but let's make sure that we can back up either decision. So that's my, I think that'd be my biggest thing. I think it's a great one. I think it's a great one. And we do talk about data a lot here, but it's also like, it's not as daunting as you think. And this is another thing, like it's only as intimidating as you make it. So when you have- Yeah. I mean, you don't want to be in like, you know, data analysis paralysis. Obviously we've all, we've all love that term. Yeah. Oh yes. It's a fun one. We, I think, you know, to a degree, some of us have maybe felt that way sometimes, but I think really kind of honing in on what you were trying to figure out and what metrics are going to, you know, really define that. That's your first, that's your first step. That's awesome. Yeah. I understand better myself. I, I, <laughs> I really do. Well, thank you for coming on the show. This was no a- problem. This is a pleasure, Mary. We'll have to do it again. We have to. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You already know I'd love to talk shop about what insights were your favorite. For those of you that don't know us yet, Ularity is the world's most efficient local marketing platform. Using machine learning and automation, our state-of-the-art technology simplifies the complex world of developing and executing digital marketing programs, all for a flat and transparent fee. Our technology-based SaaS, software as a service, model is a fraction of the cost of traditional vendors. Check us out at eulerity.com, E-U-L-E-R-I-T-Y.com, and keep an eye out for our next episode of the Darwinian Times Survival of the Nimblest. Stay safe, stay happy, talk soon.